Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals look to keep the good times rolling tonight against Pittsburgh. Charlie Lindgren on getting some home starts and being ready when he's called upon. And some Penguin perspective from Josh Yoey from The Athletic. Also, Steve Wino from the Associated Press on the Caps and the NHL. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, November 9th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. Washington looking to make it two straight home wins tonight in the third game of a four-game homestand. Pittsburgh in this evening for a 7.30 start. We've got a ton of game day audio to share with you this morning, so we're going to get right to it, starting with my conversation with Charlie Lindgren, who picked up his second win in a Capitals uniform on Monday night on being ready when called upon, settling into the DMV area, and what it's like to face Connor McDavid. I want to talk to you first about the Edmonton game. The saves on Connor McDavid, there were a number of them. What's it like when he's bearing down on you and all of a sudden you turn around and he's number 97 for Edmonton standing right there? Yeah, I mean, you, you certainly take notice every time he's on the ice. I mean, I was, I made sure that, you know, I kept an eye out for him and just made sure I kind of knew where he was at at all times. But, I mean, you just see he's he's so fast, but he's also, he stick handles so fast too. A lot of guys, they have the speed, but they maybe don't have the handles where he's got both at such an elite level. So, yeah, I mean, he's a guy you just, you got to take notice and you got to be ready for, be ready for his speed and just one excellent hockey player. You've had a chance to get a couple of games at home now. What's that been like going down the home tunnel in your new home building here? I love it. It feels like home. It really does. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. I mean, from the whole living situation, to the guys in the room to, to playing at Capital One. It's been, it's been amazing. So our fan support's been incredible. You know, we got a lot of people that show up at our practices, which has been fun, and it's just uh, the atmosphere around here is just incredible. There's been a lot of injury issues, of course, with all over the roster. How much difficulty does that put on you and Darcy whenever things change and guys are missing, but you know, everybody's got to band together? Does that change anything for you at all back there? Yeah, I don't think it really changes anything for Darcy and I. I think you know our, our goal is just to stop the puck, and you know it's it's a pretty easy job when you look at it that way. So it doesn't matter who's on the ice. We know that whoever's in front of us, defensemen, forwards, we know that they're going to be battling and competing hard for us, and we got to do the same for them. I know you don't get a lot of time this time of year. None of us do with the travel schedule and what it's been. But have you had a chance to get out in D.C. and all and see a little bit of the city now? Yeah, I've seen. Uh, I've got to see a little bit. My wife and I went to the um, Arlington Memorial uh, a couple weeks ago, which was really cool. Um, when I was with Montreal, you know, on the road, went and saw Abe Lincoln and uh, the monument and the White House and all that. So I certainly want to get out and do more. I got, uh, you know, I got my brother coming in this week. So hopefully we can have some time to go out and, and see some of those uh, amazing, amazing monuments that we have here. And uh, the history is just incredible. I love it. So it's it's a really awesome city. Last one for you, just the mentality of knowing that it may be three, four, five games before you get back in there, but then you do. Does that change anything in your mental makeup? up and preparing you're always ready to go every day what what is that like for you yeah not honestly not really I think um 
you know, every day I come to the rink, it's uh, the same mindset where I just want to get better. And um, I think our practices, we do a really good job. Scotty does an awesome job with me. And the best thing is, you know, we got great communication between Scotty, Darcy, and I. We kind of have a, a good idea of when we're going to play. And um, I, I think that helps. But but no, it's it's all about putting in the work every day to just to make sure you're ready for uh, for when your name is called. Just a terrific guy to be around in the dressing room, and he's already made a lot of big saves for this team. Great to chat with Charlie in a locker room yesterday at MedStar Capitals Iceplex. Switching gears to tonight's opponent, the Pittsburgh Penguins are struggling. Really struggling. Seven straight losses as they come to town tonight. For more on what's going wrong with the Pens, Ben yesterday chatted with Penguins beat writer Josh Yoey from The Athletic. Hey, we'll lead you off the bat, Josh. The Penguins from 4-0-1 to winless in their last seven. What worked in the opening five games that has maybe gotten away or not been present in these last seven? Well, it hasn't just been one thing, but uh, the Penguins were dominant in the first two weeks of this season, and we all thought, boy, they're, they're rolling again. Look out. Uh, since then, special teams have been a nightmare, and just in general, goal prevention. Tristan Jari hasn't played great, and the Penguins' carelessness with the puck has just been a huge issue. They're giving up two-on-ones and three-on-twos with reckless abandon. You can't win in the NHL. I don't care how much talent you have. Uh, you can't win when you play that way. And this is the longest losing streak the Penguins have had since Sidney Crosby's rookie season. So these are uh, uncharted waters for the Penguins right now. So does the antenna go up? How alarming is this? Is it early season and a long 82-game grind? Where's the concern level, if at all, in Pittsburgh? Well, I can tell you among the fan base, it's very high. Uh, hey, listen, the Penguins are the oldest team in, in the NHL, and that that's a concern. Uh, eventually, one of these years, the wheels are going to fall off. I don't care how much success you've had. Um, that is going to happen at some point for this group, and everybody knows it. I think the players have been in shock more than anything. The last few games in the locker room, it almost felt like a playoff loss. They're kind of looking around saying, like, what's going on here? We can't believe this is happening. Um, the underlying numbers haven't been that bad for the Penguins. They're not getting dominated in games. Uh, they're just making silly mistakes here and there, and it's costing them every time. But but to get back to your question, uh, among the fan base, there there is pretty extreme concern right now in Pittsburgh. Is it justifiably placed, or might it be a stretch? That's what fans do. Well, it is what fans do. I, I'm not ready to write the Penguins off yet. I mean, the fact is, they did look like a well-oiled machine in the first two weeks. And they're still doing some things really well. Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel are still, you know, two of the very best at what they do in hockey. Evgeny Malkin's still a point-per-game guy. Chris Letang, it was off to a slow start, but he still looks great physically. So I think they're going to bounce back. I still think they have a legitimate shot to be a playoff team, but we all know how good the Eastern Conference is. They can't let this losing streak go on for much longer. It's amazing the parallels between two aging teams trying to keep their championship windows open and the Penguins and the Caps. Caps, maybe that age showing in terms of the injury issues they're dealing with. Conversely, in Pittsburgh, a rarity in Western Pennsylvania, they've been relatively healthy to start the year. You know, one of the weird things about the Penguins and everybody in Washington, I'm sure, is aware of this, they tend to play better and win more games when they're banged up. And I'm not talking like a fourth liner. I mean, when they take Crosby or Malkin out of the lineup, they still keep playing well. And that's the thing. They are relatively healthy right now. It's almost the entire team that they expected to have on the ice when the season started. And they've just been a mess. And the problems are generally defensive. 
Uh, and that happens when they're healthy. They want to win every game 7-6. to six. They think it's 1985. They can't help themselves. And um, they're learning the hard way in the National Hockey League. There's no bad teams anymore. You can't play that way. You, you still got to pay attention to the defensive zone. And it's been a huge issue for them. On the positive side in Pittsburgh, Sidney Crosby's in his 18th season, Josh, he came out, the numbers are there, the eye test is seemingly there, 87 is doing what 87 does, eh? Yeah, he really is. He just had his 900th career assist the other night, and I do find as the years go on, I know Penguins fans and Capitals fans don't exchange uh, holiday cards or anything, but I do think there's an appreciation in Pittsburgh for Ovechkin that probably wasn't there a decade ago, and I, I assume it's the same way a little bit in Washington with Crosby. These are two of the greatest players of all time, and the fact that they have been around for almost two decades now in the NHL, and they are still performing. They're still two of the best players in the game. They are still two of the biggest attractions in the game. I saw the game Ovi played against the Oilers the other night. Like, like oh, my God, it looks like it's 2008 again. This is unbelievable. And, and Crosby's just churning along, you know, still putting up better than a point per game like he's done every single season since he entered the, the league in 2005. And I still get a thrill out of watching games when those two are on the ice. There's still just something a little different when Crosby and Ovechkin are on the ice. It just always feels like a big deal and I think it always will very well said final thing here Josh as far as Crosby and the evolution of his game we've seen it here with Ovechkin small changes tweaks over the years summer workouts offseason training etc what's allowed Sidney Crosby to maintain the level that he has now in his 18th year well he he certainly takes care of his body like few other players that's for sure um, as for the way he plays he's not quite as explosive on the rush as he was 5 10 15 years ago he's 35 now and that that, that that's going to happen. Uh, much like Yarmer Yager uh, later in his career, you'll see Crosby work even more down low. He's just so big and powerful. You can't get the puck off of him when he has the puck on the boards. And in Jake Gensel, he has a line mate who plays the same way. Even though Gensel, like Crosby, is not a big guy, they do their best work down low, close to the net in, in tight quarters. Um, it's the best line mate he's ever had. Uh, he's made a real difference in Crosby. You know, He's just so smart. He, he's To me, he's still one of the five best players in hockey his game hasn't changed that much over the years and that's because he takes care of himself the way he does game that ages well josh yoey longtime penguins beat reporter with the athletic appreciated josh thank you very much you got it so yesterday at the practice rink it wasn't quite a full reporter's round table although we promise we're going to do one of those again soon but ben and i both sat down yesterday with steve wino from the associated press talking about the capitals and the nhl at large this is a really rugged stretch of schedule for this team, really to Christmas, if you want to look all the way to the end of December. But right now for this team, this is a day-by-day situation with all the injuries that are here. When you have $40 million, John, of, of salary cap space out of the lineup, it's going to be rugged, yes. When you have Lucas Johansson and Matt Irwin playing, you have Sonny Milano and all of a sudden Nicholas Abe-Kubel now playing on your team. Uh, you never would have thought of this. If I would have told you six months ago, Marcus Johansson, Dylan Strom, and Sonny Milano would be your second line, you would have said what? Panic. Uh, right, <laughs> I yeah, mean, just, yes. I mean, you went, that's obviously things have gone wrong. Thing, yeah. thing, things have gone terribly wrong. But things have not gone that horribly wrong. As bad as things have been, the results have not been as terrible as you'd think so far. But yes, and, and until you get a Tom Wilson back, a Nicholas Backstrom back, a TJ Oshie back, and in theory, Dmitry Orlov and, and John Carlson sooner than later, 
it's piecing things together, which this team has done pretty well over the years. And it helps with the goaltending tandem that they have in place. A big difference compared to years past, Steve, as far as the solidification and the stability provided by Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. And, and knowing that Darcy Kemper is the guy, but that Charlie Lindgren can come in and give you a solid start. Remember how many times we would say with, with Ilya Samsonov, we don't know what we're going to get. Like we could get a, a 30 save shutout or he could drop his stick and allow three goals in five minutes. That's possible. The, it, what it is is consistency. And, and that's what Darcy Kemper and, and Charlie Lindgren have been so far for this team is consistency, stability in net. And behind a veteran team, we say veteran to be nice, an, an older team, having something depend, having someone dependable back there is the best you can ask for. Tarek El-Bashir was on the show with us, Steve, and had mentioned maybe the fear of this is the beginning of when you have an older team. There comes a point where you get to the breaking point, and older guys get hurt more. It's just the way it goes for all of us, not just for hockey teams. So for where they are right now, I think that maybe they're a little fortunate in the fact that no one really in the East is going that good right now. The Rangers aren't, the Hurricanes aren't, except for maybe the Boston Bruins. Everybody else is kind of still finding their way too. So the Capitals, in my mind, even through the adversity that they faced, look, maybe that's still going to continue as we move forward. But they at least are in a position now in November where, hey, you're not really behind. You put together, you get back on the beam, you win three or four, four or five, you're right back where you thought and you hoped you would be. Yeah, and it's a little bit different than years past where they've banked points earlier in the year. And obviously that's what Peter Laviolette and the Capitals want to do is bank points and, and have that lead for when adversity strikes. And it's happened earlier than usual. You have Connor Brown, who's not older, getting hurt, and this happens. You do have a, a guy like T.J. Oshie and, and John Carlson happening, too. But then you look at a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins, who have been fairly healthy and still struggling. So if you're going to say, would you rather be healthy and struggling or injured and struggling, I think you'd rather be injured thinking things are going to get better, right? I, I sure. think at a certain point, you hope you're going to get Tom Wilson back and T.J. Oshie, and you th- think at some point, Nicholas Backstrom, that the reinforcements are coming, and that if you can piece together enough points in the meantime, you just need to not fall so far behind that you're out of the race. Curious, within the Eastern Conference, John referenced Boston off to a strong start. New Jersey, maybe surprisingly, off to a strong start. And then you have other teams with high expectations, maybe treading water, maybe a little below expectations. We're approaching one month into the regular season. A surprise team in the East on either side, the positive or maybe less so, that you feel could potentially be in some trouble. New Jersey being the most positive for me is if Vitek Vanacek plays well and he's going to get his chance with Mackenzie Blackwood out long term, that's a team that has some firepower. And, and the D is better than it's been in the past. Lindy Ruff knows what he's doing in the NHL. That's the surprise I did not expect. I don't know that any of the contenders in the East, and St. Louis is a whole different story in the West, I don't know that any of the, con- the main contenders in the East, other than the Penguins, are in legitimate trouble yet. I, I, I know everyone talks about U.S. Thanksgiving and needing to be in a playoff spot. The Eastern Conference is weird right now, guys. Like yep. just, just, just seeing the teams and kind of how middle of the road everyone has kind of been other than the Boston Bruins, I don't know that you can make enough judgments yet. It's almost too much of a sample size, but the Devils are for real. I think they are. And the other team on the other side of the state of New Jersey, Philadelphia, if there was ever a guy that was meant to coach the Philadelphia Flyers, I feel like John Tortorella is that guy. I don't think they're going to be in a playoff spot when it's all said and done, but I think we are already starting to see the effect that he brings. He said, look, you got to be accountable, and I don't know the Flyers have been the last few years, but I think they are now. No, and, and, he, and he doesn't like star players. He doesn't, doesn't kind of treat star players like stars, which I guess is a good thing because he has no star players. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have the talent. He doesn't have the talent in Philadelphia. Well, so, they're all injured. Yeah, I mean, the guys are injured. So the guys he's coaching now, he is coaching up 
a lot of grinders, a lot of younger players. So that is the perfect situation for John Tortorella, going in with zero expectations, Carter Hart playing well, and you have a great goalie, makes the coach look a lot better. Just wondering, talking about all these teams with aspirations of deep runs that have had quote-unquote sluggish starts based on high expectations, you have a good pulse on the league. Could you put your finger on it? Is there a common theme? Is there a reason for that? Or it's just an oddity this year that several teams, really good teams, are sort of treading water early? I think it's a little bit of an oddity that the shortened summer for a lot of teams, it, it, you, you either kind of ride the wave from the previous year or you struggle. Colorado had a, a tough start because a really short summer after celebrating a Stanley Cup, Tampa Bay Lightning are the same sort of thing. But I think someone like the Lightning in particular, they know how long the grind of a season is and that you really can't go full bore in October into November. And it's almost like pacing yourself, which is really hard to do because if you pace yourself and you fall behind, you're in trouble by December, January to do that. But I think a lot of these are, are older teams and also injured guys. Anthony Sorelli's been out for Tampa. You've had teams missing key players early in the year that you think they're going to, those reinforcements are going to come not just for the Capitals, but other teams. Appreciate Steve Wino chatting with us yesterday, and that is actually just part one of our chat with him. We've got a lot more coming up tomorrow because he's written a book that we want to tell you about. It's called Odd Man In, a terrific compilation of stories about the lives of the emergency backup goaltenders around the National Hockey League. Steve going to tell us all about it on the show here tomorrow. A quick note before we leave you today, the Capitals have recalled defenseman Alexander Alexiev from AHL Hershey, where he was on a conditioning loan. He remains on long-term injured reserve and will continue his road back to playing here in D.C. It's the Caps and Penguins tonight at 7.30, 7.15 air on 106.7 A Fan and Caps Radio 24-7, available at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.